So we're going to acknowledge Jesus, and we're going to let him correct us. We're, to, we're going to look at him as the supreme one, the all-knowing one, and put our thoughts, our opinions aside, and look at him. Look at the word. Look at what he says, not what we think. So Jesus, we acknowledge you. We thank you and praise you for teaching us, for correcting us, for telling us things to come. We love you, we praise you, and we just give you all the honor and all the glory. And yeah, so, so very appreciative that you're warning us beforehand that we're not ready. Jesus said he's not here yet because we're not ready. He's long-suffering. He's sad because he doesn't want to come when we're not prepared. If he comes and it's like a thief in the night, then we're obviously not ready. He said we're not ready or he would be here. He's waiting for us to be without blemish. And the way we get to be without blemish is to heed his word, to really decide that you're going to move into his kingdom. You know, so much of the time we have one foot in the world we don't want to let go, and we have one foot in the kingdom. And we have to decide to move all the way into the kingdom right here and right now. And that is how you have your place in eternity. That really is how you are chosen. People think, oh, we don't know. One man said to me, I hope he chooses me. But it's not a matter of, for lack of a better way to think of it right now, eeny, meeny, miny, moe. That's not the kind of God he is. He's welcoming us into his life. He's giving us the chance to choose. Do we want to live with him forever? And the other choice is really to live with the enemy forever in darkness, be thrown out into the furnace where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's how the Bible describes it. And the Bible tells us that heaven our hell isn't made for us, but the devil and his angels. But if we don't choose Jesus, we're choosing everlasting damnation instead of everlasting life with Jesus. And so that's what Jesus is saying to us today, that we have to decide to move all the way into the kingdom and revelation it says in, in Revelation 3.16, Because you are lukewarm and neither hot or cold, I will spew you out of my mouth. So I got this picture in my mind of standing outside of the castle, standing outside of the kingdom. That would be what being lukewarm is. You can't decide if you want to move in with Jesus or you don't. Or maybe you don't know that that is a decision that you have to make. That's really what being lukewarm is. 
And really, Jesus can't really do anything, as we talked about yesterday, until you make that decision that you want to live with him forever. And many people don't understand that concept of it being your decision, aside from maybe a prayer that they prayed where they, they think they got this ticket to get on this train and, and you know, they got their ticket. But it's a commitment. It's a decision that you make. And really, you know, to get to know Jesus, just like you'd get to know anyone else, um, to be engaged with him and decide to marry him it is really how you start. Because if you don't know him, how are you going to decide if you want to spend the rest of your life with him? If you don't know him, if you just said the prayer, you're going to be lukewarm the rest of your life. You're going to be living in the world, saying you love Jesus, but not really having had committed to him. Not preparing to stand before him that day. Not getting to the place where you will become one with him. Like when you're getting married, you know, you, you date this person, right? And you get to know that person. And then along the way, if there are things you don't like about that person, either you submit and think, okay, well, I can do this. I love this person enough that I can be fine with this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change to adapt to them. And with Jesus, it's like that. You, you start to get to know him, and you decide that you love him, and so you're going to submit to his way. You're going to do life his way. And the more you do that, the more you understand his way is so much better than your way, than what you were doing before. And you just put your old life aside because... You understand as you get to know him, as you take that time to know him, that he is what you want. He is your everything. Nothing else measures up to him. He's the only one who really and truly cares for you. And the only way you can know that is to spend time with him every day, to get to know him, to hear what he has to say. Noah's opinion, when he, um, when he does those wonderful things for you in your life, and you're just like, wow, that is so amazing, and I didn't know you cared that much, or anyone could care that much, that you would do this for me, that you would lay down your life for me, that you would be sick so I don't have to be sick, that you would be broke so I don't have to be broke. That you would just literally lay your life down because you love me that much. And then when you start experiencing all those little and big things in your life of his commitment to you, there's just really no other way. But if you don't start to get to know him, you're not going to know that. And you're not going to understand why he's saying do this and don't do that. You're not going to understand he's looking out for you. And without that understanding, the enemy can just come in and take over. And he does that by lying to you. God's trying to take this away from you. He doesn't want you to have fun. 
He wants you to be in this, this little control box that he has. He wants to dictate to you, which is totally untrue. And as you get to know him, as you look at the word of God, you learn the truth. And that truth, like Jesus said, will set you free. The understanding that you have compared to the person that doesn't give Jesus a time of day is crazy. In fact, you just can't understand without Jesus showing you the truth. You're not going to get it. You're not going to understand. Why would he say, I can't do this? It seems right. It feels good. What's happening? And so what's happening is you're saying, I want to marry you. I want to move in with you. I've made this commitment. I understand that I don't want to spend eternity in evil. Evil has a presence about it. And you don't want to have that presence in your life, the rest of your life. And sometimes you don't even understand how evil things are until you meet Jesus and he shows you. He shows you that unforgiveness is evil. He shows you that the things that you thought that were good before really aren't. He shows you that when you put him before you, you're really putting others before yourself. And that's what real love is. The world doesn't know love like you learn love from Jesus. They're limited in how they will love a person by its condition. It's conditional. But Jesus obviously doesn't love conditional. He laid down your life. He laid down his life for you and for me, and we never deserved it. He just did it because he loves us. Because we're his children, he loves us, and he longs for us to know him. So we can know how much he loves us, so that he can save us. He longs for us to know how much he loves us. And in order for that to happen, you got to take that time to get before him and get to know him, to look over in that direction and say, who are you? Don't, don't let someone else get to know him for you. There's a lot of opinions out there, a lot of theories, a lot of reasonings, but Jesus gave his life so his spirit, God's spirit, could come and live on the inside of you. So you could have communication with him all the time. So you didn't have to depend on someone else to get to know him for you. And so this picture I believe God gave me today of so many are just standing right outside the door of the kingdom of heaven just ready to go in, but keep backing out. And, and the reason they're backing out is because the enemy is sly. 
And the enemy is God's enemy. And he knows that God loves us so much, so very much, that he can get back at God by hurting his children. He wants to trick us. He doesn't want us to have eternal life with the most wonderful person ever. He doesn't want you to have good. He doesn't want you to make the right choice. And so that's why God is waiting. That's why he's not here yet. Because he knows. He gets it. He's waiting for us to come to him, to have understanding. To know. He's the way. He's the life. His way is the best way. And the enemy is trying to tell you that it's not. That God's trying to take things from you. God's trying to dictate to you. And so the only way that you can win that battle is to find out for yourself by getting to know God, getting to know Jesus, sitting at his feet, talking to him, looking at his word, find out what is he saying to me? Who is he? Don't just waste all this time and expect that on that day, he's going to welcome you. He's not. You got to choose him. You got to choose that person that you're going to marry. It doesn't just all fall together without you making choices and preparing for that choice that you made. You don't marry someone you don't know. You don't move in with someone you don't know or someone you don't agree with. How do you even know you agree with him unless you've taken the time to know him? And so either you're on fire for him and you're ready for him and you, you want to move in with him and you want to be a part of his life. You want to be like him. You want to live in the beauty of heaven or you don't. There's no middle ground. You can't stand outside the kingdom the rest of your life. you got to make a choice. Either you're going to go through that door because you got to know Jesus you, you, you found out the truth. You went on this journey and found out the truth. Or you didn't. Jesus said, Matthew 7, 21 through 23, in verse 23, I didn't know you. And if you don't know him, it's your fault. And that's the other thing. You know, we got to be able to be corrected. Jesus said he corrects those he loves. And today he's telling you, if you are lukewarm, it's your fault. You got to take the time to get to know him. And when you get to know him, you are going to be excited for him. You won't be able to hardly wait to stand before him that day. I was in heaven with Jesus. I was sitting at the banquet table with him. And we talked then like we do now. Like he was allowing me to know his thoughts and he knew my thoughts. We didn't talk with our mouths. And that's how it is here. That's how you can talk to him here. It's the same thing. And the more you get to know him, the more he shares with you. And so 
you're going to get to the place where you're just going to know him. You're going to know what he's going through, what he's thinking, and you're going to be a part of his life. And you're just going to be excited to be with him. You're not going to hardly be able to wait to be able to see him face to face. As much as I can't wait to see him again face to face, now that I know his his pain, what he's going through, that he's grieving because many will perish the banquet table. It went on forever and it wasn't full. And it's because we're not paying attention because people are outside of his kingdom. We're invited. You're invited, but will you come? So I was saying, now that I know how he's feeling, I don't want him to come yet because I know so many people that will perish. And they're perishing for lack of knowledge. They're lukewarm. They're not being taught the right thing. They don't understand Jesus as a choice. And it's all the way. It's you got to move all the way into his kingdom. Remember Jesus said to pray that his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so his kingdom here on the earth is how we're to be striving to, be striving to live right here and right now. In his kingdom. On the earth. Moving all the way into his kingdom. Right here and right now. And then being able to walk right into that castle, knowing exactly what you're getting into. You made the choice. You chose him. You made that choice. That day I was in heaven, I walked through this humongous, huge blue door and the floor and everything was just kind of a a smoky blue And I was checked into the book of life. My name was in that book. It's a struggle to get to that place. It is a struggle. Because the enemy is always pulling at you. And because the kingdom of God, Jesus said, is taken by force. You have to give everything up for it because you want to move in so bad that you just lay everything else down. And when Jesus starts to show you that, it's me or it's him, right? When you're going to get married, you get married to that one person, and it's forever and ever and ever. Forever. You don't change your mind. And that's the kind of commitment Jesus wants from you. You can't move in and out of the kingdom. As you show your love for him, you're going to move in. And you're not going to want to turn back. Even when things get hard, you're like, oh, if I would have known. You start thinking that. And then you think, well, if I would have known, I still would have went this way because he is worth it. He's my groom. He's waiting for me. He's waiting for you to be committed to him. 
Get that other foot out of the world and move right into the kingdom. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. You're going to stand before Jesus that day. Matthew seven twenty one through 23. Jesus said, not everyone who calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven. The ones that are calling him Lord and they're not going to enter into the kingdom of heaven are the ones outside the castle, outside the kingdom. And they're going to argue with him that day. And they're going to say, Lord, but we did this in your name. We did that in your name. We did all this stuff that we thought made us a good person for you. And then he's going to say, away from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. Because the thing they don't understand is we need to be recreated in his likeness. Yesterday we talked about being perfect, being like him. Grow up and be like him. And so you fit into the kingdom with him. Otherwise you won't fit in. You can't be like the enemy. You can't tolerate evil. And then think you're going to move in with the king of kings and the lord of lords. That perfect, perfect man. We got to measure up. His way's higher than our way. And he's about love. He's not about evil. And when you get to know him, that love that he carries is, is a thing that you're just going to be so drawn to and desire. You're just going to desire it more than anything else. He desires you. He doesn't want to say, away from me, I never knew you. You who practice lawlessness. Moving all the way into the kingdom is submitting to his law of love. So if you haven't decided to leap all the way into the kingdom, you're not ready for Jesus. And he doesn't want to come yet because he's in love with you. And he doesn't want you to perish. He wants you to know beforehand what he's going to say to you that day. He's warning us. He's telling us things to come. Are you moving in with him? If you don't know for sure that you are, if you don't know he's preparing a place for you, if he hasn't told you, then you need to find out. It's not his will that one should perish. And so he's waiting. As in the day of Noah, people are just carrying on. They don't know, they don't understand, and he needs us to help spread the word. He's coming, and we're not ready. And if we're not ready, that ticket you think you have isn't going to do you any good. If you're not ready, you don't get to move in with him. You're not moving into the castle. Your name won't be in the book of life. 
Revelation says your name will be blotted out of the book of life if you're not an overcomer. We have to overcome the obstacles that are in our way. And you can only do that with Jesus. He said you can't do anything without me. So you make that decision, and then you follow him. You follow the lamb. And and you just let him do really the hardest part. The only part that you have to do is make that decision. I'm going in that castle. I'm moving in with Jesus forever. I'm going to do whatever he tells me to do. I want to be perfect like him. I want to grow up and be like him. The rest he does. He recreates you in his likeness. He keeps you on that narrow path. So you don't want him to stay away from me. I never knew you. And he's telling you ahead of time. So it's not a surprise to you. So have ears to hear. He's telling you before that day what's going to happen that day. So get ready to live in the kingdom now. Get ready to stand before him that day. As in the day of Noah, that's what it's going to be like. They didn't believe Noah. They didn't get on the ark. God already knew they weren't going to get on the ark. He already he gave no instruction. No one cared for God as Noah did. And Jesus said, that day when he comes, if we're not ready, it'll be as a thief and the night came. You're going to wish he never came. You're going to hate it that he came because you weren't ready, because you didn't take his warning seriously. He's given us warning after warning, instruction after instruction, message after message to show us how we're not ready. So on that day, we will have no excuse. He's not going to be able to do anything. It'll be too late. You can't get it together at the last second. The storm is going to be humongous. The wind is going to be blowing. Jesus is going to be here, and it'll be too late. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for telling us ahead of time that you're coming and that we're not ready and how to be ready. We thank you that you gave your life for us so your spirit could live on the inside of us and be there with us all the time. You said that you're knocking on the door of our heart, and if we heed your voice, you're going to come and live on the inside of you, on the inside of us. You're going to be there for us all the time. You said you correct those that you love. So correct us, Lord. Correct us. Help us. Make sure we're ready. Make sure I'm ready, Lord. I don't want to miss you. Show me if I'm disregarding a command. Show me if I'm ignoring you. Love you and praise and give you all the glory. So I hope you prayed that prayer with me so that you're ready that day. I'm not praying that Jesus will come. I'm praying that he'll wait for you. I'm praying he'll wait for you. And even though so many are suffering... That's where his heartache is. 
So many are suffering, innocent, innocently suffering. And we're, we're just sitting around waiting for Jesus, but not doing anything. And in our ignorance, he's suffering. He showed me that. I can feel his pain. Get ready. Get ready. Get on your knees. Talk to him. Ask him what he wants you to do. You know, all week we've been talking about doing that thing that he's calling you to do to prepare the way for him. Find out what it is. And do it. 